Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. ESNY. Taping uh, tonight. Uh, we have 8:37 on March 18th. Um, the NBA has been in hiatus for quite some time. We have not done a podcast for quite some time. There are very serious and real health concerns out there, but we're gonna do our best. What's up, to, boys? Uh, hey, Chip, Chip, Hi. what's going on, man? <laughs> there he is, my man. <laughs> He just parachuted into the pod like Lady Gaga. That's what I'm talking about. You know what? Honestly, I'm gonna keep it there. I'm not even gonna go back and do it because that's that's this is a pop the trunk production. I stole that from Jalen Jacoby. I'm not, you know, nervous about that at all. But anyway, um, so as we were saying before, obviously very real health and safety concerns out there. We hope everybody is doing well. We hope everybody is keeping themselves sane during quarantine life. Um, But we knew we had to get you know, uh, friends of the pod on and talk just to take our minds off things. So as always, I'm hanging with my guy, Chip. Chip and I are both in the public school systems and we are just trying to figure out what the hell is going to go on uh, now that schools are out. But we are still going to be trying to figure out how to teach kids and help them learn. That's going to be a very interesting process. But uh, more importantly, we got our guy, Matt Brooks, writes for Nets Daily. He's been on the pod before. We're super big fans of his work. Uh, just a cool guy in general. Uh, Matt, how's everything going, man? Good, man. Uh, been more busy than I thought I would be, which you can never be mad about when you're <laughs> locked in the house. It's always good to have a lot going on. Um, but I've been good, man. It's good to be back with you guys. I haven't I haven't seen you, Jeff, in a couple of months. Chip, it's been forever. I think the last <laughs> I know, time I talked to you was like one of the first uh, Clean Sweep episodes. So I it's good to see you again. Maybe the first or second one. Yeah, man. Yeah. So I'm happy to be here, though. Thank you guys for having me on. Of course, man. Chip, how you doing? How you hanging? Uh, it's, it's tough. I just like did like a – just because I haven't watched basketball in so long, I just did like a quick – Frank Nielakina highlight video and just threw it up there. I was so bored. I've been watching Mindhunter like all day long and night. Such a good, such a like good show though. Man. Basketball stuff. I'm happy. I'm happy you got into that because that is yeah. that is a pretty awesome show. Yeah, it's a good one. I like it. I'm almost done. I think so. It's it's interesting. I like it. The, all the all the Netflix bingeable shows are good for the most part. So I watched that and I watched that. Burt Kreischer's Netflix special. Everybody go watch that. All right. I saw Burt that. Kreischer that came up. Oh, I, my God. That came up, and I was like – I saw the um, trailer, 
And there was a couple funny jokes in there, and I was like, you know what? I might have to give this a chance because I've Wait, never, I've this? never heard of him as a comedian, so I didn't know who he was. Bert Kreischer, his name is Matt. Bert Kreischer? Yeah. You never heard of him? I haven't heard of yeah. him. He's uh, he's a really good friend. You know Joe Rogan? Yeah. Yeah, he's a really good friend of Joe Rogan's. He goes on Rogan's podcast a lot. He's good. He's really funny. He has his own podcast too. Yeah, he's a funny guy. That. I'm all yeah. for that. All right, I'm writing that down in my notes. Yes, yeah. uh, he's good, man. He's really good. You'll like him. That's gonna be on my uh, on my list as well. Um, my uh, my notes app is turned into mostly things of like entertainment and movies and video games. And it, it's like <laughs> it was like basketball and notes from games, and then it just directly turned into like entertainment. <laughs> so it kind of tells you where things have gone <laughs> for me. <laughs> I have the same thing too. I wrote down my first note says Thomas Jane Space Show because about, the, <laughs> about some show from Amazon Prime. Wow! <laughs> it turns out it's called The Expanse. That's what it's called. You gotta love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So when uh, Chip and I were talking before, we wanted to make this a very lighthearted, very relaxed podcast. Um. Obviously, we're all stuck in inside our walls here. Uh, even my roommate has has deserted me here in Astoria, and it's just me hanging for now. Um, so I don't know, you know. Besides talking to myself here, I at least have the two of you guys now, so that I, ha- I have that going for me. But so we were talking about you know different topics that we could discuss. Since we have you on here, obviously a big Nets guy, um, I did want to start with just a little little bit of Nets stuff, like very. Um, not too much on it, and then just kind of like riff on what we want to riff on. Um, but I, you know, obviously prior to the the hiatus, uh, Kenny Atkinson was fired, and you know this was a, a huge deal for several reasons. But I think one of the things I wanted to ask you was in terms of the direction of the franchise. You know, it seemed everything transitioned very quickly from a nice mom and pop store that Brooklyn was building out there in the Barclays Center. Oh, that's good. Uh, you know, and now <laughs> there's this this conglomerate out there. There's this Walmart hanging out there. And, um, you know, it seems like to me that everybody's going to be on the table going forward. You know, Karis, Benz, unless they really believe in Karis as a third star, uh, Jarrett, Claxton, Joe, whatever you want. I mean, Joe's a, a free agent, I believe, coming up, right? Or, or restricted? This, this summer, yeah, he's a free agent this year. But, but they I, have his bird rights. It's It sounds like to me that everybody is going to be on the table going forward, um, you know, whether it's about getting KD and Kyrie that third star. Um, I'm not sure what type of coach they're interested or or how much really this comes down to. Kyrie and uh, KD and Kyrie, but um, how much do you buy into that? That this is just now um, shoot for the stars. This is not about development anymore. This is about you know we're getting this third star bust. We're gonna get a big name coach in here that's dealt with big name personalities before. Um, what do you think about that? Uh, culture's done. Clip this. Put this on Twitter. <laughs> this is it right here. <laughs> the culture's done. I like that. Right? I like that. Just coming it's, right it's out. Done. I mean, let's be honest. The, the culture was a developmental, um, keep your head up type of mantra 
that I think that Sean Marks established um, to keep a very dismal situation a, li- a bit more palpable. Um, so by having this culture and this family atmosphere, which I'm sure they still do to a degree, they make sure everybody's families are welcome, uh, maybe more than the average team, I don't know. I couldn't speak on that, but they they established these virtues, and you know, part of the, their culture was that they were taking guys that were on their way out of the league. Even if you're looking at D'Angelo Russell, who was like a little bit more of a high profile guy, he had really flunked out of his first estimate destination, and they had taken these guys who were willing to do whatever it took, willing to show up early, willing to show up for extra practice, and you know, work hard to build something really special in Brooklyn. So now that transitions over to guys that have been in the league for a while. They know exactly who they are. They have their own medical staffs. They have their own, uh, you know, I guess people essentially in their circle. So obviously when you lose out on, you know, the guys that are day ones, if you will, guys that are going to do whatever Kenny and Sean ask, and you bring in a bunch of guys that have their own established ways of winning and have one in previous destinations, then yeah, I, it's obviously going to be a little bit of a disconnect between both sides. I think that point you bring up about um, maybe the two megastars having their own medical team and, and people around them is important as well. You know, I, I think that that plays in, and you see that with stars in, in their own organizations. Um, there often being times of disconnect between the people in yep. their camp and the people within the organization. Chip, what do you what do you kind of think about um, this whole topic? Yeah, I think that's interesting about the stars having power because it's like uh, with the guys like Dinwiddie and D'Lo, there was no, probably very little pushback on what Kenny or Mark said because they were just not necessarily happy to be there, but happy to get a shot in terms of Spencer Dinwiddie to be able to be the guy. And they had everything to prove. D'Lo coming off of L.A. just had so much to prove after, especially after the way things ended there. It was a complete disaster, and Magic Johnson trashed him on the way out. Couldn't have ended worse. And Dinwiddie was discarded by the Pistons. Got the two best players on that team had a lot to prove there. And Lavert had a lot to prove with all the injuries in college. Now you have two guys who have absolutely nothing to prove in Kyrie and KD. And I just don't think it's, – it's a totally different situation. And there's – like Matt said, the whole underdog like culture mentality is gone now because you don't the, – the situation has completely changed. You don't have players. You don't have players who are in that situation, so you can't possibly have that anymore. Like you can't have an underdog uh, mentality when you don't have underdogs on the team <laughs> leading the team anymore. I mean – I think, um, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I guess, part of the allure, right, that maybe brought fans into Brooklyn, too, um, at least the diehards in terms of basketball, because you, you had to really appreciate and respect what Kenny was doing there in terms of building that underdog attitude. Um, and they just, and, and I think from, like, an aesthetic standpoint, and I, and I think I've talked with Matt about this a little bit before, like, they were just really fun to watch, and I know... Yeah, and they spe- were. And I know in speaking to Matt a little bit this year, like that joy just like 
died. Oh, it's gone. <laughs> like, no, it and, and way that's, gone. That's they really terrible to watch. Really, they were really one of the unfortunate. Five teams to watch. Um, <laughs> it's super unfortunate. And there's one other thought I had that was Nets that I want to uh, let me play devil's advocate a little bit here on the Kenny firing. And it's it's a thought I had. Like I don't think either of you guys will be too on board with this, but but just hear me out for a second. So I think one of the narratives that came out after the Atkinson firing was, you know, he found it difficult to coach Kyrie. Um, and, you know, to Kenny's defense, Kyrie has a reputation in multiple organizations as being difficult to coach. Like th- that's not just a, a Kenny thing with him. Like we've heard it when Ty Lue was, was with Cleveland, at least through the grapevine. Um, but, you know, Kenny certainly had the reputation of, you know, being like, you know, listen, it's, you know, it's my way, you know, we're going to do it this way, you know, whatever. Um, everybody gets treated the same. But with that being said, like my kind of feeling also on, on Kenny is like, you know, when you're dealing with multimillionaire stars, like, I feel like you can't also treat it like a fifth grade classroom. Like, you can't just tell all of these guys, like, you get what you get and you don't get upset. Like, you can't treat everybody the same. Like, if we even think about life, like, let's just look at our jobs. Let's just look at the way we went to school. Like, no one was treated the same in every classroom. Like, any sports team we've been on, no one was treated the same. Like, people people do are favored, you know? Like, it, yes. it's, it's part of life. So is Kenny in some area, does he, does he get any fault in this situation for being like, well, no, listen, like I'm coaching the team my way and everyone runs by the same rules because that's how I want to do it. Or, you know, that's how pop did it. And, you know, that's how I'm going to do it. Or does he, you know, should he have been flexible? And and at the end of the day, like, I'm not in the locker room, so I don't know. But, you know, should he have been flexible and maybe tried to build more of a, of a relationship with Kyrie and KD? And, and maybe it's not possible to, to build a relationship with Kyrie. I don't know. But, like, what do you guys think about that? I think that's a great point. Honestly, like, I think that he, he even said it, that he's – pretty stubborn to his own ways. And, you know, I think that the biggest thing about him coaching guys hard and, and being very rigid on his rotations, you know, whether that meant keeping Jared Allen and, you know, Torian Prince in the starting lineup and putting Wilson Chandler and DeAndre Jordan on the bench, whatever, whatever the situation was. Um, I think that by being so rigid in that stuff and being very stuck to his ways and, you know, maybe not taking into the opinions uh, of the star players as much as he should have. He, I don't want to put this on him, and I don't want to say that there was a riff in the locker room, but I definitely think that it caused a little bit of a disconnect between the longtime guys who are going to fight for Kenny till the end of the day and really the end of time, and then the guys that just got there. I don't feel like he put himself in the best situation in the sense. Okay. Chip, what do you say? No, I think you make a good point, too, about how this 
whole situation has gone pretty much, oh my God. Like Bill Simmons made the point, like Kenny Atkinson has been hailed like he's this amazing, brilliant coach yeah, throughout right. all this. Right. Yes. And I think that's pretty interesting because my brother's a huge Nets fan and he's constantly complaining about some of the decisions that right. Kenny Atkinson makes. He, lo- he loves perfect. Kenny Atkinson. He loves Kenny Atkinson, but he's like, the dude is far from perfect. My opinion on it is when Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant came to Brooklyn, this was destined to happen at some point. They Guys like that, they're superstar players. They want their own coach. I just think that they wanted their own coach at some point, and I, I don't know. I It wasn't Kenny Atkinson because he wasn't their guy. Yeah. I don't know if it's going to be Mark Jackson for my brother's sake, for Matt's sake. I hope it's not Mark Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> he's... he's He's a disaster, but um, yeah, yeah. You don't want you don't want him using holy water on on a Kyrie's yeah. leg injury yeah. or whatever. <laughs> like wait, but but, that, uh, but that's the thing. That's what kills me too. Is like so Kyrie and KD are obviously like beyond intelligent basketball players and just people. Like I mean, I I, I like what they say about most things, you know, despite flat Earth theory, but whatever. So, but like, how, how could they want Mark Jackson? And maybe that's just, and maybe that's just like, you know, the, the news flavor of the week and maybe it's not real, but like, how could they want Mark Jackson? Like, what do you guys, do you guys think there's legitimate, um, a legitimate percentage that they, that they want Mark Jackson there? I would go like 8%. Okay. I think it'll be a Ty Lu. Phil Handy's a good name. Mm. And then Adam Harrington, their assistant coach that was originally KD's trainer. That would be I would say like kind of the uh the left field, but I could see that happening. That'd be my dark horse. Okay. I think it would be Harrington. Really? I haven't yeah. heard that name. I like it. Yeah, though. he's on, like he's it. he's one of their assistant coaches. One of the one of the many reasons I think that KD came was Adam Harrington. Um, it, he was one of their like original recruiting tactics was bringing in Harrington into their coaching staff. So, yeah, I, uh, I, that would be my dark horse. Yeah, I mean, the, the Knicks tried to do that with Royal Ivy and it, it didn't really work out so well. So. <laughs> yeah. <that's, laughs> now he's just... Now he's just sort of there for no reason. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know what, though? I'll, I'll say this. I saw yeah. I saw an amazing video of him and Mitchell Robinson during, like, Mitchell's uh, – he's got, like, a show that they do on, like, uh, the Knicks social media. It's called Mitch's Block Party. And uh, him and Royal going back and forth at each other was amazing, you know, for, like, the three or four minutes that was happening. So I'll take that. But – at the end of the day, like, you know, we'll wait and see what happens with the Nets. I thought it was obviously tough for Kenny to get the boot, but I just yep. think I just wanted to put that point out there because I do think that it was it it's become in vogue and, and cool to kind of just like say, Oh well, it was the star players and it may it may have been, but I do think that Atkinson when he goes to his next job, you know, and I don't know if this is a legitimate criticism or not, but it's gonna have to try and you know, to, to figure out a way to, cause, cause here's the thing. If you're pop, you can do that. If you're pop, you can say like, listen, I've won and I've been in the league forever. So we're, we are doing this my way. 
And maybe even if you're pop, you can't. If if like LeBron comes to the team or KD comes to the team, but I think for Atkinson, well, Kawhi didn't like it, obviously. Yeah, Kawhi I mean, like hey, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Well, I would say like for Kenny, it would be like a he could either go like the full reboot, uh, rebuilding route, or they could go. I guess he could go like the the coach Bud route and like take a team that's right on the edge, really young, got some like guys that clearly are going to be top end when they pan out. Right. But, you know, not a team with like a bunch of like cornerstone guys. I mean, you know, Giannis was obviously going to get there. I think most people saw that, but even before Bud was there, it was like, you know what? This guy's like an all-star, not sure what it's going to look like in that next year. And then, you know, he took him there. So that would be maybe the move for Kenny is to do something like that. Atlanta could be open for him if he wants to go. Yeah. Very young. Yeah. Yeah. I was very surprised. Um, I was very surprised in the midst of Atlanta. I mean, obviously, this was like when John Collins had just been suspended, but they are just playing some really, really bad basketball. I was surprised that he didn't get the boot there, but maybe they're, you know, maybe they're committed to kind of seeing what he does as they grow. But I mean, in the end of the day, the net situation will, will figure itself out. Um, I know that they're a team that we're all going to be watching pretty closely. Um, but with that said. Um, I'm pretty happy to turn this pod over to the uh, the anything, you know, whatever, 40 <laughs> minutes or 30 minutes that we got here. So I'm going to put this um, – I think the first thing I want to put out there is just just make it very like, you know, what's – what do you found what – what have you found has been, I guess, like the most random or weirdest thing you've been doing to pass the time since we've been in quarantine? Um I think for mine, it's probably just like scrolling through old photos on my phone. Um, mm. I Or maybe even honestly looking at old articles that I wrote and just been like, wow, that was really shitty. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. But what about you guys? What have what you guys been doing? Um, the photos thing is funny. I went through... This is how I know I have too much time on my hands. I went through my photos, and it's not even like I'm gonna run out of room or anything like that. Like I, I have like room on my cloud. It's like two bucks, I think, for cloud space. But for some reason, I went through in my photos and I deleted all my stupid screenshots of stuff that I've even like texted people and stuff like oh, that. Oh yeah. I went through. I was like, wow, how bored am I that I'm going through my photos and like <laughs> deleting pictures of tweets and stuff like that. I'm like, this is so lame. Yeah. That's the lamest thing I've done is clean all my photos. <laughs> <laughs> but um, outside of that, I've watched a little bit of TV. I've watched. Uh, I'm very into. Uh, the Netflix reality shows. So I've been, I've completed those. <laughs> I so wait, wait. So then I have to, I have to throw this at you because, uh, um, have you seen uh, Love Is Blind? Yes. Roger that. Yes, that's a thumbs up. So I have also seen Love Is Blind, um, and I have to say, I it was. Fairly entertaining. Like I'm not, you know, that I'm not afraid to admit that. Like there were some things that I was just kind of like, all right, like you know, this is obviously not something I would ever do in my life. Um, yep. And I think all these people <laughs> might be certifiable, but you know, hey, <laughs> like you know, good 
to each his own. You know, there were there were two people. Spoiler alert for people that haven't seen it that decided to do this and get married, and they made it through. You know, yep. hey, whatever. I mean, if that works for you, that works for you. But wow, I mean that that shit was pretty crazy. Yeah, it was cool. It was like, and it was cool to see people like get together with other people that they never really would. Yeah, I know. I'm not gonna give away who worked and who didn't, but yeah. it was cool to like see people like try to either work that out or actually work it out. It was, it was. I don't know. It was like kind of like nothing I'd ever seen. Yeah. Um. So I watched that, and then I watched The Circle too, which is like, I it was like a little too. Uh, it hit a little too close to home because uh-huh. <laughs> it's about like social media. And likes and all this stuff, and I was like, "Oh man, this makes me feel shitty." <laughs> My entire career is just transitioned over to social media. Nice. <laughs> so I was like, "Wow, I'd be perfect for this show." <laughs> <laughs> I have to check that out. Um, That's pretty good. Chip, what about you, man? Uh, pretty much the same thing as you guys. I've I've just been binging Netflix stuff. I've been I'm finishing up Mindhunter, and I watched this. A bunch of British shows. So I watched this show called uh, The Stranger. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. So good, Chip. So good. That was really good. Really, really good. So did you did you finish it? I did finish it. Matt, did you finish it? I'm so as I said, I told you that I've had said this before we started recording. Um, I've like half watched like ten movies. Okay. Which is so frustrating. (laughs) So I've just seen all the boring like lead up parts of like ten movies. Yeah. So I, so I don't get any like resolution on def- anything so far. Definitely check but, it out. Um, very, very good yeah. show. I mean, I, I liked it a lot. There were some good twists in there. We won't give very away too twist. much, but there's, yeah. there's good stuff for sure. You know what I watched was Contagion. Oh, oh yeah. I want to watch that. I want to oh, watch God. that, and I want to watch <laughs> Chernobyl, the HBO thing. I want to watch right. Chernobyl as well. Yeah. Um, I think for me, uh, I actually just finished up uh, a, a show on food called Ugly Delicious on Netflix, which I which I liked. It was pretty good. They they really go into like they go heavy into like you know the cultures of different foods, and they try to um like really suss out like where the ingredients come from, the different parts of the different countries, and what goes into Ooh. it, uh, which is is pretty good. Um, and I'm trying to think of what else. There's a show on Hulu that I saw that I re- oh Castle Rock that I thought was really 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 good man like I'm into horror and I'm into the Mindhunter stuff like Chip like I love stuff like that Castle Rock was really good second season yeah okay but the first season was very very good very very good um, yeah I don't watch a lot of Hulu. But I I like the Zoe Kravitz just put out a show on Hulu. Was it High, High Fidelity? High Fidelity? High Fidelity. I, I have to check that yeah. out. I have to check that out. Yeah. That I one de- was good. I definitely need to see that. Um, mm-hmm. How about – so if we go beyond Netflix, I, I don't have a video game console here. My roommate used to have one. But I used to be, you know, I mean back in the day, like I was a big FIFA guy. You know, I definitely played 2K. Um if we go way back in the youth, man, I wish games like Tony Hawk's Pro Skater were still around. Oh. Uh, I don't even mm. know. If, I don't even know if you guys remember this. This was like the knockoff version of Metal Gear Solid, but Siphon Filter. That was like my shit back nope. in the day. I, used I to remember love that. it. 
Yeah. I never played it, but I remember it. But games like that, Crash Bandicoot, like I was all into all that nice. shit, that was a good man. One. Like, yeah, that's a good one. Um, what about you guys? Any any video gaming been going on lately? Chip, I'm turning yeah. this over to you because you you yeah. this on Twitter. Yeah, yeah, I did. Yeah, um, I'm so happy I didn't give my video games away because I was <laughs> like a like giving my brother my Xbox. This happened, and I hadn't played video games in so long, and still I was like looking all around and like. Every video game I have, like, I was like, oh, I don't want to play this. I've played all this a million times. And then I got to, the like, the greatest video game of all time is Red Dead Redemption 2, in my mm. opinion. Like, it's this huge, it's like, basically, you're playing a video game that's a movie. It's a, for people who don't know, it's a Western. You play as this outlaw, and it's just, like, hours and hours. You could basically play, it could take you, like, a month. To complete the whole game really? it's, there's that much to do yeah oh. it's like 1890 something like that like as the wild west is ending they're rounding up all the outlaws and arresting them and killing them and all that stuff so like you're one of the last guys and it's ba- some of it is like based on true events it's really interesting it's made by the same people who make grand theft auto so mm-hmm. i've been playing that i've been playing uh Obviously, Call of Duty a little bit, but I got sick of playing Call of Duty. Just it's the same shit over and over again. It really is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's just, yeah, it's <laughs> they so made the same tedious. game since like the first one, and people just bought it for like yeah, I don't know, like twenty years. I like yeah, I like the new one that they just put out, but with the new, but they just they did what Hollywood does with movies. They rebooted their great game with the same characters, which <laughs> yes. is so weird. <laughs> but uh, I can't. And playing NBA 2K is depressing because you know it's just like it's not real basketball. Yeah. I, I don't want to yeah. play basketball games. And you're talking about old games. Uh, the greatest sports game ever was NCAA football, which they unfortunately don't make anymore. So that was, what's funny yeah. about that is I I so dude I have such a great real real quick story about NCAA. Uh, wait, you said basketball or football? Oh, football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, all right, good, good. So, it's definitely football. football. So, Chip, I don't know if you had this same experience, but, dude, so I got into a very heated, um, like, competition with a a friend of mine in college, a guy I used to run track with, and he was always USC and I was Notre Dame. So, I created a player, and his name was Desi Gunn. And Desi was like, he was like very, you know, high on all of the attributes and stuff like that. And he was a monster wide receiver. And I used to absolutely just truck people with him, absolutely kill it. But I'm telling you, Reggie Bush was a goddamn cheat code. And it was not fair. It was not fair playing against him. It took literally 50 people to tackle him. And I swear (laughs) to God, he could literally take a ball he could he could run like a, a you know it would be like I I swear the the formation would be like five out with like two linemen and I could have a goal line defense and somehow some way he would like scamper for like an eighty yard touchdown I don't know if you you felt the same way Chip but I thought Reggie Bush was like beyond the most difficult video game character I've ever played against in my entire life. I think Reggie Bush is definitely up there because they had in NCAA football, all you had to do was like move the right stick back and forth and they just juked 
and you couldn't make the tackle. No, and, not at all. Yes, yeah, Reggie right. Bush is up there, and uh, oh shit, the guy who's the running back from the Seahawks from Madden, who's on the cover that one year, Sean Alexander. Yeah, wow, he was really good that one year when he was on the cover. He was really good. Yeah. Um, and Le- LeBron, if you play against LeBron in NBA 2K, it's impossible <laughs> to stop. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I looked it. this yeah. up. Uh, Michael Vick, that's another good one. Oh, oh that's Vick. a great yeah. one. I cheated a little bit. I was like, I'm yeah. not creative enough to look this up, but I know somebody has definitely yeah. made remember a list when for they had, Remember when they had that passing cone in Madden? That was the worst idea ever. Ever. And Peyton Manning <laughs> used to take up like the entire fucking field. <laughs> yeah. And Michael Vick, they like moved it down or whatever. Oh, Unbelievable. Michael Vick was impossible to tackle. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, one thought that I just had that came up, I think, uh, might spark some interesting combo. Let's say you guys had the chance to either be a fan of a different NBA team, or you could, you could take it one of two ways. You either a team that you would most likely be a fan of if you weren't a fan of either, either the Knicks or the Nets, me and Chip are both Knicks fans, um, or a team that you would want to cover. And your reason for it, basically the team and why. Oh man, this is too easy. I went to Toronto two weeks ago. <laughs> See, I think you just took mine. I think you just took mine. Which is fine. I would love, it's fine. I would love for a reason to go live in Toronto. Oh. That's the best city I've ever been to. It is so nice. And I like New York a lot too. It, it took me six months to understand it. But once I like figured it out and realized not everything's like scary i was like this is a cool city but toronto is unreal it's just yeah i've got nothing but good things to say about it like big enough city uh you know it's got a lot of different areas and like you'll walk two blocks and you'll be like how is this even the same city which i really vibe with it kind of reminds me a lot of brooklyn um to be honest with you so yeah i i that would be and the raptors like just a well-run franchise i think in a lot of ways and like they make their players very available to media which um, i've learned is huge <laughs> so, <laughs> so, that would be that would be mine for sure chip what about you so we're saying who we'd like to cover or who we're you, could, you could do both you could do like right, li- which which yeah. team you'd want to be a fan of if it wasn't the knicks or the the team that you'd want to cover yeah i don't what team I'd want to cover outside of the Knicks? I mean, I I already write about the Magic, but <laughs> I who, who I who I'd want to cover in a perfect world, like I mean, covering the Lakers would be pretty sweet. It'd be amazing. Like, yeah, like to say you Clicks. were, yeah. To, to, I mean, you don't even need to like write anything substantial. Like, and people are just reading everything you write. It doesn't matter. True. Right? So covering the Lakers would be cool. And I don't know. I guess the Lakers would be cool. But, you know, what? I'm going to say the Warriors, actually. The okay. Warriors, because I feel like that would be more fun because Steph seems like a great guy. Clay seems like a great guy. Steve Kerr's awesome. Uh, and even Draymond could be kind of a dick, but it would still be cool to say, like, you got to interview Draymond Green. That would be so cool. Definitely. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, I just feel like. And, I can't think of the the other guys' names off the top of my head, but uh, it's just I don't know. It's it seems like that would be a cool uh, 
team to cover the word just a very laid-back atmosphere there and I don't know, especially with Durant gone there was tension I guess but now I, they just seem like a very tight unit there and with right. Meyer too they they run things well like you said Matt with Toronto they run things well so it would be a good team to cover I'm gonna go with the Warriors there I'm going to throw one quick one in. This year's uh, Thunder team would be a good one, too. Yes. Yeah. They're just fun. They give me Nets vibes from last year, which I've learned is a good thing. (laughs) It's very fun if a team is fun to watch and has a lot of close games. That makes uh, the game-to-game reporting life a lot more fun. (laughs) I I agree with that. Like, I, you know, I think Chris Paul um, is – it would be – beyond fun to just watch in person but also to cover I think he's a guy that you know you'll see him do some things on the floor that you know if you if you want to talk to him about them after the game I'm sure I have some great quotes for you they just have a great mix of young and old guys like Mm -hmm. they also are a very well-run organization probably one of the few that can uh, shoot for the moon and strike out and then not be completely within the lottery in the next year. So, um, but for me, man, it, it so I, I got to go with Toronto. I've been to Toronto once and I fell in love with the city there. Mm. The nightlife is great. The food is great. The people are chill. It is absolutely cold as fuck and bitter cold. <laughs> and I went in, I went in February, like, like three or four years ago and it was very difficult um, but I like as a Knicks fan, dude, when I see what's it called? Jurassic Park, that area right outside the, uh, mm. I don't think it's called the Air Canada Center, right? Chip, it's like Nova Scotia or Bank. Uh, Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank. Scotia Bank. Yeah. So, yeah. So that, that area outside there, when I see fans gathering there for playoff games and they're getting crazy and rowdy, like that amps me up so much i could only imagine living there and showing up to the game you know at whatever sometimes they do early playoff games for them so showing up there at like 11 or 12 for a one o'clock or whatever like that that atmosphere just seems super cool to me love the franchise love the players that have come through i know chip is yes. a, i know chip is a massive kyle lowry fan i also i really, love kyle lowry i love kyle lowry too i think we all i think we all love kyle lowry <laughs> Um, yeah, man, you would not have to twist my arm too hard at all to get me to go up to Toronto for a trip, for a game, for a weekend. Like there's a million and one things that you can do there and just very chill people. I, dude, I saw, I saw a monster truck rally at Toronto and it was in the, um, the Rogers Center, wherever the, the Blue Jays play. And it was fun as hell, man. Just super, super fun. Um, great time. Yeah. Toronto is, is beyond a great place. Um, as we're getting towards the end here, I'm going to throw it out to you guys. Anything that you guys have in terms of topics, just weird things going on during the quarantine NBA stuff that you guys were I thinking actually, about? I actually thought of one question. Like if you guys could interview any one player, like retired or, or playing, playing right now or retired, like you could interview one guy, who would it be? Oh my god, that's so good. Uh, I, I have mine, Matt. You can wow. you can go, but if you don't have yours, Matt, I'll go. Oh, dude, please go because I need some time. <laughs> so mine is um, mine is not a tie, but I'm gonna give you two. 
Uh, my favorite player of all time, without question, it's not even close, is Allen Iverson. Uh, he's the reason I fell in love with the NBA. Um, I just think, you know, he, he's obviously lived a full life and there's, he's had, you know, some, some incidents here and there, but like when you think of the NBA, when you think of basketball and when you think of the culture of basketball and like where the game went in the, you know, especially like the early two thousands, um, he's such a big part of it. I think he's, you know, brutally honest, sometimes honest to a fault. I think he would be so fun to interview. I don't think he ever gives, you know, fluff interviews or anything like that. I think you always get a good soundbite from him. Um, I think the dude is just cool as hell. I used to buy the fucking answers and, you know, the questions and all those mm -hmm. shoes and stuff like that. I used to love those. So he would be mine. And, you know, I'm a big Mellow guy, man. I know Mellow gets shit on. You know, here and there from people. I'm happy to see him in Portland, but Melo would be my my number two guy. It swung for him a little bit. Yeah, like the, a little the bit. The pendulum is it swung back Definitely. in his favor. Definitely. Uh, I don't know why I this like so. I'd want somebody that would be upfront. I would like. I'm a huge LeBron guy, so by nature I want to pick him, but I just know that that would not be the most. He's a very nice guy, and I but he's just so media trained. I feel like he's been media trained since he was like an embryo. Like he's, yeah. <laughs> he's the most calculated. So I would want somebody that would be a little bit wild off the cuff. I don't know why Jimmy Butler was one of the guys that Jimmy I, I just like. Good one. Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler would be fa like totally fascinating to interview, just because you know, like he even now like. He's in Philly, or he's, I mean, he was in Philly last year, in Miami this year, and he did an interview with J.J. Reddick. Oh, I saw that. Uh, the, the wine? It's, yeah. Yo, so. he, he spilled all the fucking tea, man. Dude, he really put everything out there. I was like, oh, okay. And J.J. did too. I was like, all right, I guess we're going there. <laughs> he, he, like, <laughs> I mean, that's a bold move, but I mean, I, I kind of want to interview somebody like that. Somebody's just like, whatever, I'm just going to speak my mind. <laughs> worst comes to worst, whatever. <laughs> yeah. Um, so that would be mine, Jimmy Butler. Yeah, that's that's a great one, man. I, was, that's, I wasn't even thinking of Jimmy Butler. Uh, for me, the, the sympathetic one has to be Carmelo Anthony. Like, I, he's, I've been, he's been one of my favorite players for so long. Like, uh, I, I can't, like pass, I couldn't pass up like an opportunity to talk to Mello. Like if I had one uh, player to talk to, but for like the Jimmy Butler kind of interview that like Matt's describing, like I think it'd be cool to talk to like somebody like Stephen Jackson or something. Oh yeah, or, like, or Matt Barnes. I don't know if you've yeah, seen the Barnes podcast they do. Chill. Yeah, yeah. Matt Bar Matt Barnes might be cool. Matt, I, I may go cool. with Matt Barnes because he has so many stories, and I think like I think Matt Barnes would be more uh, open and honest. I think Stephen Jackson tends to exaggerate a little bit when he's talking. I think Matt Barnes is like a really honest guy, so I yep. go with Matt Barnes too. But Mello's like Mello is probably my second favorite player to Allen Iverson, uh, Allen Iverson, Allen Houston uh, ever. So I'd have to say Mello. 
but I, I thought that, yeah, I just thought of that off the top of my head. That I thought that was an interesting question because, yeah, I don't know. We guys, that's a good one. Yeah, the <laughs> it's just interesting because, like, Matt, I think you made a great point. These guys are so media trained that it's yeah. like you see them talk to like uh, you see LeBron talk to Rachel Nichols, and it's the same answer like every time yeah he's he knows exactly what he's going to say every single time it's it's tough to get it it's tough to get stuff out of these guys and it'd be interesting to be put in that position so yep i hear that for sure um well i mean uh, unless what what do you guys think do we do we have anything left here i i mean i've loved it it's been a full conversation for sure what do you guys think in terms of questions? Just just stuff to riff on. How do you guys feel? I've been chilling. I got a good couple of things to like watch now. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, like, yeah, I'm stoked. I'm like ready. I, I like I've like come away. I had takeaways, which is good. <laughs> yeah. I might even watch some things and listen to this podcast. <laughs> Be like, oh, did I miss that? <laughs> and the the good news is, is we can always do a part two. Like, <laughs> let's yeah, be real. Like Lord knows we have the time. I know, man. We, <laughs> yeah. we certainly have the time for sure. Um, but listen, Me, man. Pass is free now, too. Free oh, now. yes. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Good looks. Yeah. I think uh, maybe for those video deep dives that, uh, you know, that we need to do when we're coming up with articles, I think that's going to come in handy, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. That'll that'll definitely be uh, – bail me out. I'll tell you that much. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that'll do it for us. Matt, as always, man, thank you for coming on. Sure. Um, you know, I'm, I'm sure we'll have the opportunity to do this again. We'll see what happens with the Nets. Yes. We'll, we'll see what happen with what will happen with quarantine life. Um, I'm to, down to come on and do I'm, – I'm inviting myself on to your – No, please. <laughs> listen. No, dude, please. Always, always an open invitation. I know Chip come feels the same way. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, we, we – I think we've – We've been trying to talk to a bunch of different people and trying to just expand and like give people a chance to promote their work, but also just like bullshit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because especially during this time, like this is going to be the the human interaction that we have going forward for what seems like you know uh, at least a month. You know, hopefully less, maybe more. Who knows? Um, but we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Cool. Well, um, thank you, guys. Of course, of course, man. And, um, you know, to anyone who's listening, stay safe out there. You know, obviously adhere to the social distancing. You know, try and keep your distance. It's the only way we're going to beat this thing. Um, But we will be back hopefully next week with another pod. And until then, um, we'll see you guys in a little bit.